Hello to the good people. Welcome to Tough Podcast, the ultimate football fan podcast, our Chargers episode. Sugarfree Luke is here with Too Motherfucking Easy, aka Brad, and Justin, aka Carnage TTV on Twitter. He is our special guest for the week. How you doing, Justin? Pretty good, man. How you guys doing? Good, man. I'm good, Raven. Get it going. Have happy Victory Monday to everyone. Hope it was a good one. I know it was for me. That's right. Victory Monday. Uh, David cannot make it. He's stuck in traffic because that's how California is sometimes. But he <laughs> has he's in here in spirit because he titled the episode Chargers Steal a Win. And we're going to get to all that good stuff. But like we always like to do, we always like to talk about our guests on the show first and ask them questions and things like that. So first off, Justin, where are you from and why are you a Chargers fan? Uh, from North Carolina. I've been here for about 25 years or so. Um, originally from San Diego. Uh, dad was a Marines, so was born there. Um, <clears throat> moved back here to Fort Bragg when I was a kid. Been here ever since, man. Um, didn't do much. Didn't know much football when I was growing up. My dad's a big San Diego fan, and uh, he he loved all the sports there and everything. And he kind of you know pulled me into a Chargers game one day. We went to a uh, Carolina Chargers game years ago. And uh, I fell in love with the colors at first and then just watching, you know, LaDainey Tomlinson and stuff, man, and Antonio Gates and that whole franchise and seeing them run and just the success that they had just I made, made me want to be a Chargers fan. And I love the colors. They were the same colors my high school I went to. So it just kind of a natural fit. And uh, just seeing the way everybody talked about everybody. And then you see the commercials of LT with Troy Palomalo, that, that iconic commercial in like 2007. And you just see it, man. It's an effect. It's infectious. And then you know you start seeing other people who have the same likes as you, and you start becoming friends with them. And it's like you really bond over sports. And it's just been a lifelong thing, man. And I'm just I'm glad to finally connect to other Charger fans in the past few years. Um, got a lot of love on Twitter here the past few months in this season. I'm glad everybody's coming together with the season being so good. But yeah, that's awesome, man. I- Everyone we've talked to so far is like got became a fan during like that same era. I guess yeah. we've all been around the same age, uh, growing up. It is good memories. So you you got pulled into like being a fan of football, but then did you also start playing football? Yeah, uh, I did. Um, I played as a younger age, and then uh, I broke my arm, uh, so I kind of got out of it and everything. Yeah. I played three sports growing up. Um, so my dad was, you know, he, he was like, "You got to really pick one, and you know, you got to be good at it, and you can play the two, but you need to focus more on this one." And um, you know, I, I played basketball and baseball, too, and just, I realized, you know, those sports I, w- I didn't really want to pursue in, and I just fell in love with football. And um, I started playing safety and everything when I was in high school because of Cam Chancellor. And then I uh, started watching a lot of Eric Weddle, man, and I love how Weddle played, and I was like, you know, it was two different players, and I was trying to merge, like, myself of how them two played. And then I started seeing other players like Cromarty, who he played corner and just the stuff uh-huh. that he would do. Man, I, I fell in love with just the defense position at all, and I just loved everything about defense, you know, watching uh, uh, Junior Seau when I was a kid. And then, you know, Sean Merriman, those guys, bro. It, get, it gets me hyped, man. I, I love it, man. Defense is so much fun. And it, it just watching the way people would hit people, just the physicality of it. And that's what just drove me to football. And then Derwin now. I couldn't find my Derwin jersey, but I got my Keenan jersey. So I'll just let it, I'll put it ride today. So. But just I, I love football, man. I just love hitting people, dude. Just being physical, man. Just it, you know, just release everything and just you know, <laughs> and just the feeling you have when you know it, it's, it's third and short, like the uh, the fourth down stop that Derwin had yesterday in the Steelers game, the first drive, dude. This is mm-hmm. it's infectious, mm-hmm. man. Oh yeah, I, I love it, dude. It's definitely an energy. Okay, so I'm gonna need a I'm gonna need a little breakdown. Like, what's what's what, what's your build right now? What you got? Like, uh, you six foot? Uh, I'm six three, about two forty five right now. I was oh uh, my. Two, I, <laughs> I was two, I was yeah, two fifteen in high school. I was two thirty in college. So 
All right, and then all right. So I'm 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 playing the role a little bit because I'm letting people know. All right, we were talking before the podcast started. I was just like trying to get to know Justin, but yeah, he mentioned it right now. He go he went to college and let him know where you where you went for freshman year. Let, let's see, <laughs> let, let him know. Let uh, him know. Pre- freshman and sophomore. I went okay. to uh, I went to Clemson University. I was there with Mike Williams, big old Mike. Nice. Yeah, I was there with Deshaun. Um, all those guys, man, it just, uh, I wasn't nothing big. I was just there as a red shirt, you know, my first year. And then I um, played a lot of, you know, scout team and stuff. Nothing really crazy. I was more of like a walk-on player. Nothing. I just wanted to go to the school because it was a good, it was a good university. And then, uh, happened to get a ring there and everything and hang out with a bunch of cool ass guys and came really good friends with one of our star players now. So I, I love seeing them. And, um, fun fact, I didn't tell you, I saved it for the show. Okay. Being, from Nor- being from North Carolina, I'm from Greensboro, North Carolina. You know who else is from there? This guy, <laughs> Keenan nice. Allen, Keenan Allen's from Greensboro. Uh, him and his brother both go to a uh, uh, place up here called Prolific Park by uh, Ricky Prohl. He's a used to be a receiver coach for the Panthers. Um, mm-hmm. Keenan, Keenan used to train here in college over the summer and everything. And uh, I worked out with Keenan a lot uh, when I was in high school. That dude oh was insane from day one, and his brother can flick a football like sixty yards with no effort. Those dudes are crazy, man. And he comes back here every summer, and um, just you know, I think that has a lot to do with the uh, why I mean the Chargers is like it just grows me more because I have a connections to that team and just exactly yeah that's so about cool. it. and Rivers is from NC State too and mm-hmm. uh, my cousin uh, my cousin played against him in college and uh, so he <laughs> just hearing the stories of how he was in the field and Rivers was that guy in college too he just smacks talked everybody for yeah. no reason <laughs> it just is so fun man so wait, about wait. when we work with Keenan Allen like Back then, he was still like basically doing what he was doing. Is doing now or like at yeah. that level? It, back then, Keenan was Keenan was a really slim kid, man. Like you see him, and uh, I think I was in. I want to say I was going into my second year of uh, high school whenever he was going into Cal, and uh, him and his brother were working at Prolific, and uh, Ricky Pro was running me through some uh, defensive stuff with the receivers, and he's like, "Hey, man," he's like, "Just I want you to I want you to cover this guy." Uh, <laughs> he, he's like, "He's like this is a D one athlete," and I was like. Okay, <laughs> like, this ain't good, man. Keenan is—he's filthy, man. The way he sets you up, like every single time he cuts a route, he makes you think that he's going one way. He goes the complete opposite. He makes no sense on his routes. I've never seen anybody cut like him. And I was sitting there telling him, I was like, dude, you do this anywhere else, you're gonna you're gonna make everybody look stupid. And I didn't even realize who he was at the time, and he'd already set records all through North Carolina for for stuff. Didn't even know it. And then um, he goes to Cal and does really good. And if he if it wasn't for you know the injury he had in college, he'd have been a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Like the we got fortunate, man, and I'm just glad he stayed with the Chargers, man. And he's been here so long, and he signed that big deal like what two years ago. So you could put on your resume, "I made Keenan Allen what he is today." <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I, <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. That's crazy, though. I mean, damn. And then that, that makes you like, in some way, part of like Chargers history and like the Chargers tree of life. I don't know how the fuck I'm supposed to. That, but that's crazy. That's that's so cool. I did I need to put up my bio. I guarded Keenan Allen in, in high school and I guarded Mike Williams in practice in, in college and they both destroyed me. It made me look stupid. <laughs> yeah, that, they probably so, bond over that at practice. They're like, my, "Hey, remember dude, this guy just like, you remember this guy? Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. You played against him too?" Yeah. 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 Uh, the funny thing is, man, is like um me being 6-3, I am a big guy and like when I was going into college and everything when they recruited me and everything and everything, I went over and started to do my views, my business stuff. They were like, you know, you're a big guy, but there are also a lot of bigger guys. And I was like, okay, yeah, you know, dot lineman, D line, cool. I met Mike Williams. That dude is huge. He's only six four, but he looks like he's six nine. He is a big guy, just massive individual. 
So I'm glad that he is having success that he deserves, and, and I hope we re-sign him next year. But Matt, Matt Man's going to have to be paid a lot of money this year. That's so true. I think he's earned it. We'll see. We have a cap space and all that. Yeah. Um, Brad, did you want to ask him any questions before we move on to the uh, Steelers? Um, not off the top of my head. Have you been out to SoFi yet, or I haven't, man. I, I wanted yeah. to. Uh, we were supposed to go last year, and then the COVID stuff happened, yeah. and uh, we had it all set up, man. And then this year, uh, with work and everything, I work for Amazon, um, so we haven't had a chance to really get out there with the man. Everything's been going crazy, and haven't really. I wanted to so badly, man, but it looks amazing, and I have a bunch of buddies mine that have been out there and took pictures for me. And I'm just, I'm ready to get out there, dude, because it looks, it looks amazing out there, and I've been yeah, to Jerry's world. So. <laughs> everything you've seen in the pictures and videos, man, just throw it away because when you get there, it's, it's, it's that's it's what I hear, man. Story, man. And For real. You, when you hear people that say they their first time go, they're just blown away. And I'm just like, it's an NFL stadium. How much, you know, how crazy can it really be? Then you man, see the video. Just walking up to it, just walking up to it is just like the closer you get, <laughs> closer you, re- you get. Really, closer, yeah. Yeah, you really, uh, have you seen on the uh, the um, hard knocks last year, you know, when they were first yeah. visiting over the offseason, how big it was inside. And I was like, this place is massive, man. I've been to a lot of stadiums, but this it's so far it looks amazing. I can't wait for my first my first experience to be there. Sorry, my kids I, in the background, they're running around. But what I love about it is that as you walk up to it, you realize it's it's built into the ground, so you actually mm-hmm. step down into it and you're just looking down into the stadium. It's just it's just awesome, man. Uh, it'll it'll really add to the feeling of being a Chargers fan for real. Cause there's nothing else like it. Only the yeah. what Rams only team they can say they've got, well, they've got the stadium in Dallas, but man, yeah. there's nothing like so far. It's just crazy. Yeah. Jerry's, oh, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. As I say, Jerry's world, man, it's, it's a cool place to be. And you first step there. It's another one is like, it's a, it's a wow factor. And just, you know, mm-hmm. they make you feel like being at an NFL game is not like nothing else. You could have, you know, be around in the NFL. And I've been to several college, you know, big college stadium stuff. No, Jerry's World doesn't come close to any of those, man. It blows all of them out of the park. So I can't imagine so far. I'm just ready to go. Okay, what's special about Jerry's World? Like, I just want to know, like... It's it, massive. It, it's just it's, massive? When you see that Jumbotron and you see how big it is, man, it's, dude, it's the size of, like, three houses. It's huge. And you can just see it from everywhere in the field and just, you know, the field looks nice. All the seats, you know, everybody there is so nice. From the outside, all, like, you know, walking around the city. It takes you, like, 20, 30 minutes just to walk around, like, a quarter of the, of the, uh, the stadium on the outside. It's huge. And I, just, I feel like it's going to be like my expectations and be like, eh, after because I already seen SoFi, you know, like, so it's, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, that, that screen there is crazy too. So I don't even mm-hmm. know. Like, but okay, real quick before we move on to Steelers, I actually wanted to ask you uh, do you have any crazy stories you can share? And if you can't share them, you can tell us after. But if there's anything that you can share about your time over there at Clemson, like, is there anything like this is uh, nice to talk about? So I, I have Moss Mike Williams one time, and I will never <laughs> let the man live it down. <laughs> he'll he'll say he'll say that he heard a whistle and that it was blown dead so he won't he won't let me have it um mm. he uh he, he i think he tripped i'm not gonna lie i'm pretty sure he tripped when he tried to jump but i got the better of him and i caught it somehow and mm. then it was like this huge thing i was a freshman and uh <laughs> and i was i was all hyped dude i was, I was like oh get big mike and he's like he's like all right next play linebacker i was like nah bro i gotta I got to go to the trainer, dog. Like, I think I pulled a muscle. <laughs> but that's my favorite moment, man. Just, you know, when when we won in uh, 2016, you know, and everything, you see, you know, Deshaun Watson, that pass to Renfro. It was – I'm actually in the video of uh, that pass. I'm actually on the far yeah. corner of the sideline. I'm pretty, not far from the end zone. It happened. So it's pretty cool. I know, where to, I know where to see me at and everything, and that's something I can tell my kids. Like, hey, look, I was here. I didn't do anything. I played, <laughs> I, I played three snaps in the whole game off special teams. I didn't do anything, 
but I was there. So. <laughs> you got to let I'm them know. Like it's it. the people in the back doing the work. Say, you got, you know, exactly, I was, man. Exactly. You got to be like, hey, I'm, I help make that some way. You just got to let them know. I remember them telling us, you know, uh, about halftime when they did the adjustments and stuff. And I remember seeing, you know, how big guys were and how seeing Derrick Henry and how massive of a guy he was. And just, you know, then when we played both against Bo Scarbo and he was huge, I'm just like, dude, like these guys are huge, man. Like these are grown ass men. Like, God. And uh, they told us, like, yeah, you know, somebody goes down, you've got to go in. I'm like, I ain't hitting yeah. that guy, man. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a fun time, man. But that, that time of Mike, though, being, you know, every day in practice and running scout team and just seeing how he can just go up against anybody. And it's, he's never a 50-50 ball, ever. It's always 80-20, and it's always Mike's way. I don't care who's guarding him. Mike's that way, dude, I like that. It's Mike's way, bro. It's, he does what he wants to. And if, if he doesn't catch it, it's a fluke. If, if he doesn't catch it on you, you got lucky because you didn't do nothing to stop it. He just didn't make the play. And I'm glad that he's on the charges, man. I, I did not expect us to draft him when we did. I mean, I seen it on the screen, bro. I was hyped. And I knew it was going to be fun with him and Rivers, and it was. I wish that we utilized him a lot more on the rookie contract he had while he was there instead of just the deep balls because he's a lot more than that. And we're seeing that this year. Mm-hmm. The man can run every route, dude. And, and you have a big body you know, running across the middle. People don't want to hit him. And when he gets hold of the ball, man, he's fast enough. He can get away pretty quickly. I was just so, about to say his speed with the ball is like mm-hmm. super underrated. I just like he doesn't even care. He's like playing basketball or something the way he carries the ball. Like those long strides, man. And then he does it. He, he like you seen it last night with the Steelers. He mm-hmm. had you know he just he's just down the sideline. He knows he can outrun you, and you get close to him, bro. He's just going to kind of hurdle over you a little bit, like he did against that Steelers defender, and he's gonna make you look dumb. And that's that's Mike, dude. And just I'm glad we're seeing it this year. We seen it a few years ago whenever he had like you know, his big year. And um, I'm just glad he's finally showing out what he can do because the dude deserves it, man. And I hope we keep him around because I love everybody in this team. And I want us to keep everybody. A few players we can move <laughs> along. But, you know, for the most part, though, man, this team is just – it's so fun seeing all these guys come together, especially under Staley. So. This is a great transition to transition to last night's game. So, yeah, the Chargers pull out a crazy victory. I personally oh, was having a tough time because I was out and about – at the bars watching the game and it's like you know when you finally when you're up it's like you're never up because you're a Chargers fan and you just you just see the block punt which is like okay I'll give it to it's a block punt but then Mm -hmm. the little next drive is a deflected pass that stayed in the air forever I've never seen a pass stay in the air for that long Mm -hmm. off the dude's helmet and Mm -hmm. off Hayward's helmet which was nasty get him out of there um he if he was if he was ejected uh would it have been made there for that play but anyways we we hold off we hold off and that's just my reaction it was a little bit intense but thank god we're back on track brad what was your uh reaction to this game first um my reaction for the game man i was actually impressed by the offense they seem to have everything in order um it's nice to see that they were starting to figure a little bit things out um and justin herbert was really showing us some things with his legs it's surprising i think i saw a stat he's the only quarterback with as many receiving yards as he had and, what, 90 rushing yards? Right. That sounds yeah. like a Lamar Jackson stat. So, like, it came out of nowhere for me for Herbert. And um, other than that, it's just, man, that fourth quarter, just it reminded me of the Browns game all over again, uh, just being up multiple scores and then letting the team come back. So, um, I, I'm glad we got out with the win, but it definitely didn't wasn't a great feeling watching all that. In the fourth quarter, at all. Yeah, I it just, being, oh, go ahead, no, go ahead. but it, I, I think that you know it's more fluky, really. You know, once once uh, Sante Samuel went out and they started coming back and they started, you know, started ta- targeting Trayvon, and you know they started making plays and 
if you exclude the block punt, you know, it, it was it? so if you exclude that and you exclude, you know, Hayward's you know, going off his face and being in the air for 30 minutes and getting picked, you exclude those two plays, the whole game's a blowout. So it is. I think it's nothing yeah. to worry about. Defense, you've seen what happened. You know, I had buddies of mine telling me last night they're watching the game with me uh, on that last Steelers drive after we after Mike scored. And they were like, oh, this is where Ben's going to drop down. I said, give us four plays. The game's over. And we got, what, three straight sacks? Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. over. And I was like, this defense, when it needs to, man. And they they expect Bo- everybody expects Bosa to do everything. Bosa's getting triple team. We have nobody else getting pressure. So what is Bosa supposed to do? And Bosa finally got one-on-one coverage, and he got a sack. So yeah. Finally got home. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if you eat, it wasn't as close as the score had it. So, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. And you can come away saying that the defense actually uh, stepped up a lot of places outside of that fourth quarter. Um, had some nightmares going back to that fourth and 29 that they had. But, right, me too. Uh, oh, God, geez. man. I'm just glad there wasn't just any free flags or anything that gave them a first down. Um, yep. But, yeah, they, they really uh, looked like they regained a bit of focus. And it was a big, big win because, you know, uh, Pittsburgh is trying to threaten for a playoff berth just like the Chargers are. So on down the line, that'll help with the wild card, too, because we're already 2-0 and in the division. So uh, yep. definitely made up some uh, lost ground that we got from losing to the Ravens and the Patriots with that win. It's just for me, it's like, can we take how, how much can we take away from this game? Like in your guys' opinion, because. Steelers were missing a lot of key players. We got to admit that uh, no TJ and no Minka Fitzpatrick. So I'm just wondering, you know, it, it is a beaten down Steelers team and they've been playing tough. But could we say the Chargers are back to form? I really actually would argue that we could. They look they look a lot better. Like the offense was moving a lot better and those plays were kind of fluky. And honestly, that's just a tough Steelers team. Like they the way they came back and like that's the only way that they would come back. And they did it almost. Whenever the yeah. Chargers had the ball, it really wasn't a feeling that, you know, there was going to be any stalling issues like in some of the other games. So uh, it looked like they were able to move the ball at will. So definitely looked pretty sharp on that side of the ball for sure. Um, Just looking way, at, what would you say? Do Like, would you take – would you say that, you know, the Chargers are, are back to what it is, like where it should be? I think, I think the offense is – it's in a good spot, man. I don't know what happened. I think a lot of teams are – I feel like they're starting to – do against Herbert what the people are doing the Mahomes being in the year they're running into that two-man shell and they're just forcing us to take the dink and dunks that's why Eckler's in so many carries and so many you know, touches of the backfield they're forcing him to take the short pass and we've seen that one deep pass to Keenan I think in the fourth where he split the safeties it's an insane right. throw was, yeah Beautiful. like three quarterbacks in the NFL are making that throw very Man. few quarterbacks will make it and that's what they're forcing you to do they're forcing you hey take the dump offs don't throw it deep and if you have a guy like Keenan who can get that little bit of separation Herbert's the guy that can put it there so I think that, you know, we've been struggling because defense are mixing it up. And I'm not a big fan of Joe Lombardi. I never really liked the whole Saints offense thing, what they were bringing here. But, I mean, if it, I, it's the first year. What, what can you really expect? It's, you know, a brand-new coaching staff, a second-year QB. He's still learning his receivers. We're still learning. We have a brand-new offensive line. I mean, how much can you really expect this year? If you told me we were going to go 4-1 and one in the first five weeks against all playoff teams from last year, yep. I would tell you there's no way. And we only dropped the we dropped the, the ball to the best team out of the ones, and we've been you know off and on the past few weeks. But I mean, as long as we can keep consistent and we can just you know keep in the keep the ball in Herbert's hands. I mean, we've seen a lot of consistency this year. We didn't see last year, and we have a kicker who's making kicks, and I'm so happy about that. You know, definitely I'm, good. Yeah, yeah, so. definitely good to feel some consistency in the kicking game. Um, yeah. It, it was good. Um, shout outs to Austin Eckler out there playing Madden with the Jukes, man. Cause 
what two receiving touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel bad if you played them in fantasy. I fortunately didn't. Still lost in my week though. But um, yeah. yeah, it was it was they looked good for real. Um, Him I and Jonathan Taylor. See, yeah, man. Oh my goodness. I'll never. Uh, I'm glad I didn't get on the um, fantasy podcast last week because I had <laughs> and it, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been good at all. Oh, my God, five touchdowns mm-hmm. just destroying people by himself out there. It's a, it was an insane game by Jonathan Taylor, man. And just seeing Eckler have that, you know, similar success. You know, people a few years ago, people were knocking Eckler, saying that he wasn't that good when Melvin Gordon left, that he couldn't carry. I'm glad he's proving him wrong. We just need to get him a number two, man. Proving him dead like, wrong. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do we should do we get a physical, a little bit more of a physical running back, like someone that like my dad always saying, like we used to get a running back that. No one wants to hit, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, a little bit more of a bruising running back. I think Eckler can do it all. I think he's, I think he's got it. But you know, I do think there's a uh, a two that is needed, a really good two. So, like, what would you look for in a number two? I know when I when I was in college and I was hitting ETN, and ETN's a big bruising back, and he's at the Jags now. Um, I didn't want to hit him, and that's that's where you, that's how it is, man. You get those bowling ball running backs, you know, those Mari Jones, Drews, the big guys. That's mm. why Derrick Henry's having so much success. When you get to those fourth quarters, you see how you see how tired the entire Steelers defense was in that fourth quarter. Just you know, mm-hmm. with Herbert running around. Now imagine if we had a bigger back to go along with Eckler. You're having to hit that guy in the fourth quarter after chasing Herbert for 90 yards yesterday. You don't want to hit that guy, and that's that's why they had some success in Tennessee with Derrick Henry because you don't want to hit him, man. And that one-two punch that we had with Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler a few years ago, once you know Gordon got going, it it was good, and we had a bad offensive line with those two doing good. Now we're seeing a pretty good offensive line with Eckler, and he's showing out, man. So having another big guy to go with him would be a huge compliment. And I was hoping Josh Kelly could be that, but he's not getting the carries. He was inconsistent with, you know, fumbling the ball last year. So I don't know where he's going to be at this year. But I think I think that uh, Roundtree's going to be good. I think he needs some more experience. He's still a yeah. rookie. But I think that he'll be that guy here in a few years if he can stay healthy and, you know, stay off the COVID list. That's kind of devastating everybody. So, But I don't know. We'll see how, how Staley wants to go. It's his offense. Uh, he's a mold, so. We'll see what sure they do. He won that spot pretty quickly, especially as a yep. rookie. Um, but you mentioned it. Looks- you, uh, sorry, I just want to talk about the the Herbert ninety yards, and like you said, uh, it's a record. Like I think that this is going to be something that's actually part of his game now. Like I think that it's going to be like him being a dual threat quarterback, like his own style. He's not going to be like Josh Allen, Lamar, but like you saw what we can he can do. I think that he's going to open up a lot of different things and make this offense just. It's just so hard to cover all those all, all those aspects of the game if your offense is having that and. I don't know. I just I think that's the future for us right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, a bigger back and definitely a more consistent running back too would add a, a another dimension to the offense. I am looking at their stats from the game. They're trying everything they can because I'm looking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people got rushing attempts. So I mean, they're trying to do it by committee right now. Uh, I mean. It looks like Herbert's the running back too right now. If we're just going off the box score there, <laughs> yeah, he's the top of the list with that, which is that's kind of crazy seeing that. Man, if it, and he's uh, showing that he's would not only being decisive with it, but he's decisive when he decides to either try to go for it to get them extra yards or just go straight down. And that's something that you want to see from Herbert, especially with what you were saying there, taking uh, 
taking the stuff over the top away from him and making him just, you know, take what the defense is giving him. He's smart enough to um, – as long as they can execute and he can continue to make those plays, he's got the right playmakers around him to take advantage of the defense trying to do that, and that will make the offense uh, even more unstoppable. So uh, and it's you, definitely a positive sign from the game. And you've seen it in the very first play of Herbert's career the Chargers. He ran over that Chiefs linebacker. <laughs> yeah. so that very first play, you see seen right, this mm-hmm. kid can move, and he is not afraid of hitting nobody. He, the dude's 6'6". He's a big guy. So you've seen right off, and I was hoping that we could add that dimension because look at all these teams that have mobile quarterbacks. Look at the way Mahomes is. He's so hard to cover because if you give him that time, he's going to find somebody, but he can also just scramble out for no reason. You don't have to be Lamar Jackson fast to get in this league. Right. If you know what you're doing and you're, you know, you're smooth and swaggy, like they say, you can get out of the pocket and you can pick up four or five yards. I mean, you've yeah. seen Herbert last night running all over them, and they looked exhausted trying to chase his ass around, and he was just having fumbles. <laughs> So. Watching him do that reminded me exactly of Mahomes, and I loved it because yep. as many times we've seen him do that to us, so it's so good to do that to another team. Yes, It, it really yeah. does, man. I'm, I'm tired of seeing Mahomes do it to us, man. And oh, just... my God, every time. Every <laughs> yeah, time, yeah. man. And it almost it, felt like Herbert had nine rushes. I almost felt like nine rushes, nine first downs right there. So It, mm-hmm. it really did, yeah. and he had that long run, man, and he should have scored And when we had the whole thing going on with uh, Cam Hayward. So, um, it, But – if you think about a lot of the issues in the last few weeks has been drops or penalties or yep. things happening, not just, you know, a lot by volume, but just happening at the wrong times in the game. And if Herbert can erase some of those mistakes with his legs, I mean, the sky's the limit for the offense at this point. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see going forward, but it's, it's definitely a positive sign right now. Um, I'm, I'm curious because um, you said you're not really sure about Joe Lombardi. If, do you think if like if there's an option to upgrade over in the offseason, would the Chargers do it? I think that's I an interesting question. Yeah, I, I wouldn't just because it's it's Herbert. It'd be Herbert's third year. You don't want him having three OCs in three years. Mm. And you have to you remember you, you the way Staley said in the offseason that they're going to mold the offense around Herbert and they're going to build it around what he can do. And we've seen that with with what Keenan's doing, what Mike's doing, and we've seen him them try that, and it's working for the most part. But you, we don't really know how much influence Joe Lombardi has over Staley in that offense or what's really going on. So, but I mean, it's working for the most part. If, and then it's not like, you know, they're going out and having dud games where he throws for 150 yards and has no touchdowns. Herbert's still slinging the ball. You know, they're still getting good routes. And, you know, I don't think, I mean, how much more of a window do we have for Keenan to really be Keenan? You know, the four years at most. And we don't even know if we even bring back Mike. So, if we don't bring back Mike, you can't just switch offensive coordinator and speak of the work because we still got Josh Palmer who needs to, you know, start getting into the rotation. I don't know why we're not playing him more. I love that kid. I think he's going to be great. But, I mean, we have all these younger guys. I mean, we have like half our receiver core came in the last two years. So you switch another OC in, I think we just get them time together. Like I so said, everybody's new. Everybody's learning stuff. Everybody's learning each other. These guys just met six months ago. So they're still trying to be on the same page as each other, which is insane of having these successful – you know, Herbert throwing for almost 400 yards and having almost 100 running things, you would think these guys have been playing together for years. And you wouldn't expect them to be – you remember, like, last year whenever um, Herbert played the Chiefs in the first game, he hadn't thrown a single pass to Keenan or Mike before that first game or Hunter yep. Henry, and he goes out and balls out. So I think that I think that Herbert will make the offense the best it can be, and we'll see where we go after next year because I think it's going to be a two- or three-year plan where we really see what this entire coaching staff can really bring to the table. So – yeah, I would like to see um see a little more, you know, let them get more fluid with the offense and everything over time and let them kind of get more of their own personnel in there to really run the offense and the defense, honestly, uh, the way they want to. So, yeah, I would say give them a little bit more time uh, 
And I mean, if you went off the first month or so, you think the offense was looking amazing. So I wouldn't. Yeah, I'd give it more time. To, so oh, that's good. I think that a lot of Charger fans on Twitter need to hear that for sure. Because sometimes they've got me feeling like, <laughs> like I got the wrong vibe on Staley, I mean, uh on Lombardi. But I do like yeah. it. I think based off like what we've seen, like you guys said, you can't. Yeah, I mean, for first year staff, you knew there was going to be ups and downs. We were just in one of the downs, so that's all that was. I feel like yeah. we'll see going forward for sure. But I, that's how I feel. Okay, my last thought on this game, and you guys can put your last thoughts in. Um, I just want to know what you guys think about the running defense. They had 18 carries that Pittsburgh did for 55, and I was really scared of Najee Harris coming into this game So, because uh, they that's all they use is like their Cordero mm-hmm. Patterson. So, I mean, do you think that this was a really good showing? Because the Steelers offensive line, they're not the best in the league, but, uh, I mean, I'm really happy that we did not get ran all over like we're used to. I think my big thing with this, and I don't know how many people are going to agree with this, and I'm, I'm thinking a lot will. We need to sit Tillery a lot more than we do because mm. Tillery, when Tillery's in there, I watched him. If y'all remember last week against the Vikings, the uh, the pass that Kirk Cousins had in the end zone where he kind of floated it and Tillery was some reason in coverage. Y'all remember that to the tight end? If you look at that play and rewatch it, Tillery wasn't in coverage. Tillery got pushed oh. back so far and shoved backwards. He was pushed oh, into the zone. Yeah, it was horrible. Oh, and I'm gosh. like, and I'm like, dude, you can't. He's too small. I don't. I didn't understand. I know he's a Notre Dame product, so we know our connections in Notre Dame. Yeah. But Drew Tranquil and everybody else in the team. So he's. I feel like he's not. He's not big enough to play that interior. He's not a Limbaugh Joseph. And you know the guys that we had, Brandon Fajico, and the other guys that we had in. You know, Forrest Merrill. God, keep him on the squad. Stop yeah, cutting him. Him. God, dude is killing it, man. And I'm like, I feel like, is it is it weird that one of, we've been going against all these rushing teams all year? We're going against some of the best teams that have running backs, the best, best rushing attacks all year. You know, and we're running against the Jalen Hurts and the Lamar Jacksons. Is it a coincidence that we're running against another really good running team and we shut them down when our worst D lineman is not playing? I don't think it's a coincidence. I think it's mm. just... I think it's just, and we we were getting pressure. I mean, how much pressure did Bosa and them get last night? You know, just shoving the offensive line back in. We're not getting pushed back off the ball. So I think that if they sit Tillery a little more next game and keep those guys, that rotation we had yesterday in, I want to see how far we can really go with it. Because, I mean, Denver's not going to have a strong rushing attack, so I won't really be much of a test, really, unless Melvin Gordon goes off, because it's what he does every once in a while he'll have a good game. But I think that I think that in a few weeks, if we can keep you know those guys in and see what they can do together, as opposed to having Tillery in there, maybe it'll be a different story. Yeah, I was really impressed by the run defense. Uh, Gaziano for Hoko. Shout yeah. out to Forrest Merrill. He went to Arkansas State. That's in, up in Jonesboro out here in Arkansas. So, yeah, shout out to that dude. And like you said, with Tillery being pushed back into coverage almost, it was nice to see Forrest uh, Merrill actually bum rush a guy and almost knock him directly back into Big Ben early yeah. in the fourth first quarter there. So, man, anytime you can see that is definitely a good sign. Uh, yeah, I was uh, actually surprised. Well, the Steelers didn't really – if you look at the stats-wise, they're just a good team by volume as far as it goes with running the ball. They don't really run it well as far as yards per carry. But um, I don't care. The Chargers, it doesn't matter. It, that's the blueprint on the Chargers is to run the ball, and they were trying to do that. So uh, they showed up, and I don't – like I said, I don't care who's out there. They they were able to stop them. They had a couple tackles for loss, and uh, they really were able to get some push on the defensive line there. So, yep. yeah, definitely a good sign there. Uh, until the fourth quarter got there. I mean, it, everything was looking great until those short fields came in to play. That fourth, that fourth got, quarter was a doozy, man. Just man, suddenly nice. turned into a, to a real Chargers game there. <laughs> real yeah, Chargers. yeah. <laughs> they had to keep us, man. They had to keep us on their toes. You know how Chargers fans are. We live yeah. every game like it's literally a do or die. 
pretty sure every single Chargers fan goes through about 17 heart attacks in the fourth quarter. Most games alone in the second half. I just like I, I just want to beat one team by like 30 one time just to feel that's it. That's all I'm asking for. Man. <laughs> these close games, why, man. That's why because you're supposed to beat down. You see the other good teams beat down bad teams. Well, in a normal year, I don't know about this year, but yeah. uh, just, usually good teams beat down the bad teams, and I just want to do that once, one time. Maybe we'll do it against Denver and go three and zero in the division next week. Man, uh, could you could you imagine if we if we uh keep Melvin under like 20 yards rushing and just beat the shit out of them? <laughs> That'd be the no, best, the best feeling, bro. I want it so bad, man. It would, it would be lo- great if Eckler goes off on him. That'd be great. Yeah, just put Melvin Gordon in safety and let Eckler run him over one time, just real time. <laughs> That'd be fun. I'm looking at the schedule. It looks like, I mean, the Chargers got a real chance to get some at least clarity for us to see how good they really are. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. got Denver, then Cincinnati, and New York. Those are three winnable games. So, I mean, I'm kind of concerned about that Cincinnati game. I'm not really concerned about New York. We should beat. On paper, we should beat Denver, but going into Denver is always a tough game for the Chargers. So uh, we'll see how it goes. I think I think they can come out at least two and one, and then that'll put them eight and five, and we'll see how it goes with the rest of the AFC. Because like I say, every week it's going to be a new number one. Right now it's the Patriots, and I'm I'm. It's like two thousand one, two thousand eighteen, all over again. I think they're finally started coming together because yeah, I remember the Patriots. They signed what like 20, 30 pump players off free agency, so they're all brand new players. You know, it's gonna take them a while to get used to each other with a rookie quarterback. I mean, how long do people think that Patriots are gonna be bad? I think it's just taking a few games to finally start clicking. And Matthew Judon for them is going crazy, yeah. and we've seen that on us. So I think that uh, they'll they have a pretty decent schedule going forward because of where they finished their division last year, the way they're making the new schedules. You know, the Chiefs have a hard way, too. The Chiefs are number one division last year. They're going to play some really tough teams mm-hmm. coming up. We beat a few of those tough teams. Yeah, so, we did. So I think that we have a pretty easy schedule going forward, and if we can finish this out, hopefully the Raiders keep lagging behind a few games. Mm-hmm. We want to worry about them. And Denver's, we play them twice, so we can put Denver away on our, on our own. We want to worry about them. But mm-hmm. I think that we can still win the West, man, and like, we deserve to win it. We just got a big test is going to be whenever, you know, the Chiefs come because every single year, we, we always go like these one and one against division because any single week we in Chargers fan, it seems like every year we go one and one or zero oh and two to the division games. We can never clear out division opponents, mm-hmm. and that most that's because when we play in other team stadiums, it's hard. It's hard to play in my high. It's hard to play in Kansas City. The Raiders' new stadium is meh because we have it's a new stadium, but in oh, Oakland it was hard to play there. So it's it's going to be a test. But seeing the way Herbert handles these, this pressure and stuff, and the way he handled you know at Kansas City and just you know he lit it up two years in a row. I think that he can handle it really well, and I think it's going to be the change of the division. Having a quarterback who doesn't really, you know, worry about that pressure like Rivers used to, how he used to throw up in double coverage because he trusted his receivers. Now Herbert trusts his eyes. So I love Herbert. He's, cool. He's cool under pressure for sure, and um, the big you can see the big lights don't really scare him at all. And yep. you can honestly say, as far as the division goes, he would have gotten through two out of three of the toughest tests in Arrowhead. And of course, the narrative is always that the Raiders will take over uh, the home stadium for LA and he was able to you know pack the Raiders up pretty nicely so yep. we can get through mile high I'm really feeling good about the rest of the division that Thursday night game against Kansas City might decide most of everything but I mean it should be if we can get through this next month and then take care of business against Kansas City it, it should be good going into the playoffs hopefully we can get some momentum it's not about it the record Record doesn't matter. It matters how good you're playing at the time playoffs start. And if we can get our uh, get everything going at the right time, sky's the limit. There's only one team in the bye, man. So no matter how good we do, mm-hmm. chances are we're still going to have to play a game in the wild card. And, you know, it was, 
So it's when we have that mindset, it doesn't matter who we're playing, just line up, dude, and just play the best you can. And I think with having our guys finally coming together and finally getting that, you know, unity together that we've been waiting, if we can stay healthy, man. I think we can make a really good run at this. And, and you know, they say it's, it's hard to beat a playoff team twice. And we've, we've already lost to the Patriots and the Ravens, two really good playoff teams. So if we play them again in the playoffs, it's a pretty good chance that we can beat them because we should have right. beat both of them the first time. Well, the Ravens were meh. <laughs> but I don't know what I, that Ravens game was. It's, it's a fluke, man. We just, we just got caught sleeping off of a long, long Browns game, you know, long ass game, beat the hell out of them. And then you go into another physical team that you know, they had like an off week before the Ravens. So it's just mm-hmm. a fluke game. Teams just tired. So it happens. Happens to everybody. Happened to the uh, Buccaneers last year against the uh, Saints, yeah. I think, but they, they got their ass kicked. So it happens. And it's NFL. I'd rather the games. Good. I'd rather games like that happen now than later mm-hmm. on in the season when yep. we need them. So, yep. yeah, I, I low key think that like there's still an opportunity here for, in some weird way, for us to make a, a run to the one seed because just just how like these these teams have been so weird. Like the Bills, well, the Colts seem to be waking up, but also the Titans and the Titans. I mean, they they're just a completely different team without without Derrick Henry. And then the fact that New England is is on top of their division now after like what the start that the Bills had, it's. It's like I, I'm not going to put it out of the realm of possibility of something crazy to happen towards the end of the year. There's probably going to be a lot of uh, seeding changes. Like there's so many teams with five wins in the AFC. So I'm super excited about that. But we got to move on to we got to talk about this Denver team. We got to preview it. Like I'll ask Brad first. Brad, what are you what are you thinking about this game? Oh man, Denver is always a tough one, man. Playing in Maha. Um, I think it'll be man. I'm not. Let me see the spread on that. I feel like we should win comfortably playing Denver, but it's never it's never comfortable playing Denver, especially division game. Um, see, they just lost to Philadelphia. Yeah, they had a bye this week, and then they lost to Philly thirty to thirteen after mm-hmm. beating down mm-hmm. on the Cowboys. So I don't even know if like that Cowboy game that they had was one of those fluke games, but that was in Dallas, so it was very weird. But Dallas. They if they show up like that, it'll be tough on us because, my goodness. Um, but I'm feeling the Chargers. I, I feel like the bye week has, like, I've expected teams to come out a lot stronger out of the bye. Brady lost out of his bye. We lost out of our mm-hmm. bye. So many teams are looting out of their bye, so I don't even know if I should be that afraid of the Broncos. And the Broncos is just a bad team to me. Like, they they have so much talent on their roster. I don't know how you feel about Justin, but I feel like they should be way, way better than what they are. Like sometimes they just look like a dysfunctional team on offense. Can't get anything going to the wide receivers and their defense. Like I thought it was going to be amazing. I, I I did a bold prediction for the year and I said, the Broncos defense was going to break the NFL record for forced turnovers. There's nowhere oh, not going to happen. I was, I was, I thought, I mean, I was high on them. I was high yeah. on Denver. Weed. Yeah, man, everything on paper said they would be a good defense. Yeah, uh, I was I was terrified of the defense whenever they signed uh, Kyle Fuller or the Kyle yeah Kyle Fuller. I was terrified. I was like, dude, they're gonna pick up another corner. They already got a good pass mm-hmm. rush. I was like, as they're Kyle Fuller's gonna end up being what Bradley Ruby was to us for years. How he just gets stupid picks off us for no reason. <laughs> and then it's kind of like Daniel Sorensen of the Chiefs. He just gets picks that he doesn't deserve. That he's just yeah. there. And I was terrified of it, man. But then you know they trade Von Miller out, and now they uh, they had Bradley Chug coming back uh, for us against us. So we're got to deal with him, but. I think the, the big thing this year with them, man, is just uh, they're playing really good teams and they're just not being consistent in their linebacking core. I've noticed that a lot of their plays, they, they're getting picked off right in the middle. Their safeties are playing so far back because they don't want to get bombed because their corners are not doing great. Mm-hmm. And then your linebackers are having to try to stop the run and they're just picking you off in the middle of the field. And, you know, Teddy, Teddy Two Gloves, he's just, he's inconsistent. He's always been that way. 
he'll be good here and there. Then all of a sudden, he'll not be good. And, I mean, Melvin Gordon was the same way. Melvin hasn't had a great year, and I think their rookie running back's doing just as good as him. And he's he's they, no one's consistent on that team. I think Noah Fant's been out. They're, they're, he's at their best player offense, really, outside the receivers. I mean, so I don't know. I don't know what their problem is, man, but I'm glad to see it. They can struggle <laughs> if they want to. I ain't going to complain about it. But I always love to see it. Yeah, especially you know, they got Peyton, man. They they deserve it. You know, you got you had three, four good years in Super Bowl. You can just take 10 years off and just go hang out and play Monopoly or something. Tired, yeah. of, tired of teams, other teams in AFC West do good, man. So I have, yeah, a, feel, I I have a feeling that uh, the enemy might go to the Broncos in the offseason. So I'm not looking forward to that. They're, they could have a crazy offseason. Man, it won't, won't be too much if they don't get a quarterback. I do mm-hmm. kind of look at Denver, I guess, like the Eagles game. It should be another. We should see more of the same from uh, this past game. Just more um, good play from the offense, and hopefully the defense doesn't give up any crazy, you know, penalties. As long as the Chargers execute, they should pretty much handle Denver handily. I don't really see too many issues, especially, uh, man, no real pass rush. And the offensive line has played really well. And without someone premier to go at Storm, no one to try to take advantage of the right side, uh, you can pretty much hold up. So, yeah, Chargers well, should Bradley Chubb's a big uh, – he's more of a right outside, right in kind of guy. He doesn't really like the left side. I noticed it a lot watching Broncos games. Um, mm-hmm. Bob Miller was always that guy who wanted to do the left side because he's he's more dominant with his right side, so he likes to use his right side to dip underneath the arm. So Bradley Chubb is always playing on the other side, and I noticed that. If he tries that this week, you know he's going against. Slater ain't going to let mm-hmm. him through, so he might have to try is to slip Bradley, up. Is Bradley yeah. Chubb back from – yeah, he he's he's supposed to return this week. Oh, I mean, okay. they, I think they uh, activated him today. I think, but I mean, okay. yeah, how healthy is he going to be to play? So he may not. He only may get you know thirty, forty snaps the whole game, and yeah. and I'm not too worried. I mean, Storm Norton's been doing a really great job, and so I, I trust the guy. He's, I mean, it's just they're not doing great in the run game as far as running to the right side. But I mean, as long as that left side is becoming available for us to run behind and get four or five yards of carry like we've been doing behind them, mm-hmm. I don't see no problem with that D line they have and. Their secondary is banged up. Their linebackers are terrible. So I think that Justin Herbert's going to have another field day out there. I just want our defense to step up and have another good game and just put this game away early and keep it away. I don't, I don't want these comebacks anymore happening in the fourth quarter and just these, you know, heart attack moments where we're all happy and everybody's like, oh, here's the Chargers, you know, throwing another fourth quarter, letting teams come back. You know, put your foot on the gas and just, you know, keep the put 50 on them. I don't care. Just do it. <laughs> this please, Herbert, please, Herbert blow, Cook, man. please blow, blow the Broncos out. Yep. Please. I do think uh, it'll be also be a good opportunity to let some more of those young guys, LaFahoko and Ferris Morrill, and them get more experience. Uh, they'll definitely need it for uh, more depth like going on later in the season. So definitely a good opportunity for that. Yep. Man, I would love to see Staley do that just because this is what he brought it in before. Like, they've been developing players over there in the Rams organization. Like, mm-hmm. And you're supposed to be like the creative guru. I'm ready for it. I haven't seen too much of that, to be honest. But I, I, I'm patient with it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just ready to see it. I'm just ready to see something. Be like, yeah, wow, that was. That's exactly why he was hired for the defensive. You know, like a crazy, like crazy interceptions, or or where like the corner or Derwin James is just you don't expect him to be there or something. But if we see more of these guys in the trenches. I mean, that'd be great. I just have this weird feeling that the Broncos are going to keep it close, though, just because it's a division yeah, game. It's in Denver. That's just what that's just what happens. Yep. Yeah. The Chargers are starting to turn the narrative of that close games are going to go our way. It seems like as long as we can get the ball 
with enough time or opportunity to put the game away, they'll do it. So um, just more of a chance to show that more uh, more often. Just need to, just long, like I say, as long as we execute, we, we should do it. Are we guys ready to give uh, our score predictions for this game? Um, let's see. Chargers at two and a half. <laughs> so far in the lines. <laughs> it's very early in the – only Monday night. That, that'll, that'll change. Uh, I feel like that line will probably move to about four or five before the week's over. Yeah. I, I think I think that line – because, I mean, how many teams does Denver really play that has an explosive offense like the Chargers that can just put up 30, 40 on you with just ease? So yeah, I see I mean, that line moving. But. To the Cowboys, but the Cowboys mm, – Cowboys, are but yeah. 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 Dak, Dak coming off an injury though. I mean, that's, Dak was out for true. Dak was out for a few weeks. So I mean, how much of that can you put as a, as a fluky thing or just you know the high of the moment? And it was also weird they just got rid of Vaughn and all of a sudden yes. had the best game of their, of their like three last, last like three seasons. It it was a crazy game, man. But what I was saying earlier, like it's it's the NFL. Everybody's good. Yeah, anybody yeah. can beat anybody. We've seen it with the Jags and the Bills last week. But it just it just happens. You know, teams can get the better of you if they prepare better or they just get you one or two plays. It's all it takes. One or two plays can put you in a game or put you out of a game. And if you don't make those one two plays, you're out and outside looking in. You can get put away pretty quickly. And we've seen that with Denver and and, and when they beat the Cowboys and it happens. So I think it's gonna be I I have a weird feeling. I have to see if Asante Samuel Jr. gets back. We're predicting this on the Monday, so it's kinda hard, but like yeah. I noticed our, our defensive play and like we're our strength is our secondary when those guys are healthy. When they're out, like Mike Davis and Asante Samuel Jr. were out, like we were missing them bad. So yeah, uh, they could cook us. Those, those Denver receivers are nice. I, one of my favorite receiving cores in the league. Yeah. So depending on that, I think I would maybe say the Broncos could win, to be honest. And I kind of want to like just jinx myself and say the Broncos will win because <laughs> I don't feel good about it. And I've been doing yeah. that too much this year. So <laughs> I, will say, I will say this. Asante Samuel Jr., if he doesn't come back, the Broncos will win. It'll be a close one. It'll be like one of those games where like the weather is like weird, and it's like you know how when a West Coast team travels and it's just it's just weird. That Chargers have shown that already. I'll say like seventeen fourteen in a weird one. Uh, Herbert and boys can't get it going. Uh, I'm sorry. Ugly, uh, <laughs> ugly Denver. Uh, yeah. Late rain. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's tough coming back from a concussion after just coming back from a concussion. So I don't even. I don't. I think it's a good chance that he'll probably miss a couple weeks, honestly. Um, the Chargers have all mostly been a team where they can beat anyone and they can also lose to anyone. But I'm going to believe that they're going to start to use that Steelers game to turn around that narrative. Everything went wrong for them to lose in the fourth quarter and along in that Browns game. They still mm. came out with some wins. So yep. I'm going to say uh, they finally give us what we want and be the team by more than 14. So I'm going to say Chargers get it done 28-10, Denver. Complete them, beat them down. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go along with that. I think I think that it's going to be an, a handed win like for the Chargers. I think that the Broncos are going to fold a little bit. I feel like Herbert's going to just ball out. I think they're still riding high off the Steelers. You know, everything went wrong that could go wrong, and they still pulled it out. Uh, the, the Browns game, we got kind of lucky with that, with the whole P.I. thing on Mike Williams, where Mike Williams mm-hmm. called the P.I., but so that kind of helped us. But this game, you know, no one could say, you know, the refs bailed out the Chargers. Uh, the refs did this. Right. You know, the Chargers earned that win. The Chargers got the win. Whenever we needed a touchdown, they went and got it. Defense stepped up. Defense played. 
I think Asante Asante has to be healthy for this game, or it's going to be a problem. They just they just resigned both the uh, Cortland Sutton and the uh, Tim uh, Tim Patrick, mm-hmm. so they just gave both them bigger bigger contracts. So they're all high, and then you know Jerry Judy's good too. So they have really good receivers. We don't have a lot of a lot of depth at cornerback, but I think that you know if Nas and Derwin can lock up one or two of those guys, and you know and force you know Chris Harris to, I feel like Chris Harris is going to go off. Everybody's been dogging Chris Harris all <laughs> okay. year. I think he, he should have a good game. I think That's a revenge game. Yeah, and, and a lot of a lot of people dogging on Chris Harris. I mean, Chris Harris has been decent, but I mean, you see Chris Harris calling a bunch of stuff, and it doesn't help whenever you got people like Trayvon Campbell behind him, and he's telling, "Hey, dude, come here." Because mm-hmm. this dude's gonna be right here, and the dude doesn't do it, makes Chris Harris look bad, like against the Vikings. Yeah. Chris Harris is playing the best he can, and he's making some mistakes. But I mean, you got Michael Davis causing a PI every six plays, so it's, I, I'm not I'm not a big Michael Davis fan. Love love the guy, you know, as, as a person, but on the field, he's meh to me. I just hope ASJ, man. I hope that he's healthy. I hope that he plays mm-hmm. good. I hope he balls out. We need that guy. He, he's incredible. Been wanting him to draft. So, uh. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna say Chargers win big. I'm, I'm gonna call it like 37 to like 14. I'm, I'm gonna call it a big win. I think our defense okay. steps up. I think Bosa and we we, and we know Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen kills the Broncos. He always has every single year. He has a big game against them. I think Keenan's like three or four catches away from uh, I think it's like 700, and it'd be the fastest player in NFL history to do that. He's wow. not, he's not far from it. Yeah, I think uh, the only player it's um, I think the record right now is held by Antonio Brown. And I think Keenan's a few catches a shy from that. He might be maybe seven or eight. He's in that area. It's less than ten. Good company. Yeah. So yeah, and he'll have beat Antonio Brown by like four, three or four games that record. So I mean, he's wow. balling out. I think that he's gonna have a big game. I think he's gonna go off. I think Herbert and them are gonna connect well. And I mean, if you cover Keenan, you're gonna have to two people to cover Keenan, and they don't have a lot of depth in their secondary. And Mike's gonna go off. Maybe this is the game Josh Palmer breaks out if they give him the touches. And who knows? Maybe Andre Roberts will break out. We have so much, you know, electricity on this team. We don't know who could have a really good game, and with our you know our return game finally being effective with Andre Roberts, he could have a big game, and we could see the return game pick up and give Herbert short fields. And I, I think defense. I just think defense is going to ball out. Defense is going to have a really good day, and I just I think that they're going to put a lot of pressure on Teddy Two Gloves, and they're going to seal the deal about who's the best in the West. We beat all three teams. Can't deny it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We um, also need a, a bold prediction for both of you guys. Uh, <clears throat> I, I, I got one for you. Uh, bold prediction. Let's, uh, let's do Keenan Allen. I'm going to call Keenan Allen 16 catches, 100, 150 yards. Jeez, I'm going yeah, to call it. I'm going to say he has a huge game against them. No touchdown? Uh, two touchdowns. I think you have two. Okay. Dang. Yep. That's a, that is a monster game. Definitely starting in fantasy. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Brad, what about you? Um... Bold prediction. I'll go real bold. How about we get a touchdown from a running back other than Austin Eckler this game? <laughs> That's very bold. I don't know. I don't know the like how, who it'll be or the likelihood of that. It might be Andre Roberts on an end around. But uh, what about Justin I, Herbert? I would like to Justin, do that. If Herbert runs in, does it count? You have to be uh, other than Herbert too. Herbert can move. I'm, I'm not gonna count Herbert because if it's <laughs> on the. 10 yard line and he takes off with everyone in single single man coverage. I'm not gonna count that. It's gotta be a design play for a right, for okay. a back or a receiver other than uh Eckler. I would like to see another Jesus, they, got, they, gave, they gave six people uh rushing attempts in the last game. So mm-hmm. they're trying. So let me see. I'm gonna see we'll see if it gets done this week. I want to see another round tree celebration. So I hope it's round tree. That'd man, be nice. That'd be nice. Think- he said he's got some more for us, so yeah. 
I, I'd be ready to see it. I think I think Justin Jackson will be. He's a, he's really nice and think he could have a good game, but he's gonna stay healthy, man. And I think Josh Kelly's had a decent year. He just hasn't got the opportunities. You know, he's been he's been hurt here and there, and he gets opportunities whenever Justin Jackson's hurt, which is like every other game. But I, I think that the running back room, man, they need to help out Eckler, man. Duke can't do it all himself, and he put the team on his back yesterday. He made some crazy plays. But I said earlier, we find that second running back that can carry the load with Eckler and help him, you know, throughout the year so he doesn't have to play like 80% of the snaps. I think that, you know, Eckler can even be even more than he is now, even better. So we just he just needs help in the backfield, man. And once we get that, Chargers will be off and running. All right, and then I have to do opposite. I'm sorry. I'm going to say Teddy two clubs, 250, and two touchdowns. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, you, know, you know, it's crazy saying, you know, two, 250 passing yards and two touchdowns is a big day for a quarterback, and I feel like for Herbert, that's an average day. That's yeah. so insane. Like, I, I feel if like Herbert had that. We'd be like, uh, he hit Herbert. Yeah, hey, was, he, was, he was, he, was he sick this week? Like, it's yeah. an off day, man. But did he hurt his hand again? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy, man. We just have, we have this quarterback now who can just feel like he can put up 100 yards on every other drive and just like it's nothing. And it feels, just, it feels good. Like, I think he could win the big one. He has that factor. So it feels good knowing he's on our team. <laughs> Yeah, just the, the the way we got so lucky with that whole Tua situation where it could have went so south so quickly. And who knows? With our it, offense, Tua could have been efficient having receivers like we have. Who knows? But I'm just glad we uh, have the – we have the – Tua was know. good in college because Tua had like six first-round receivers in college. And he had, he, had, he had all pro running backs to hand off to. So, I mean, Tua – I think that's why Tua had all the success. But I think that if you give him a good receiver too, he can make some plays, maybe be decent. They ain't got nobody in Miami, so I mean, how you put some, have someone make plays? They don't have anybody. So I agree. I agree. I just think Tua would have got destroyed behind our offensive line last mm. year. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> He's oh already hurt God. every other game, so yeah, he he. Uh, that's that's another thing, man. It's like we we never have injuries to our quarterback. I mean, when's the last time that we had a backup? You know, start a game. I mean, Rivers took over for years and didn't miss anything, even with ACL. You know, being torn right. out. So it's we we got fortunate, man. You know, Herbert yeah. doesn't get hurt and just. I'm just glad because any time, man, any play can go wrong and your guy's out. And we see situations like Aaron Rodgers and how bad a team can be without that quarterback. And just uh, we, we got fortunate, man. I love Herbert to death, dude. You got my Herbert jersey sitting right here behind me. So I love the nice. guy to death, man. I'm, I'm glad we got him, dude. He's a big kid. He's, a, uh, he's quiet, man. And I like that. He's that quiet confidence. And I'm, I'm just glad that he's balling out, man. He, he's not having that sophomore slump everybody's talking about. PFF going off on their their shenanigans all year. They want it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad he's shutting them up, man. I hope I hope Herbert's in that MVP conversation. He deserves to be. I think he's right there along with all the other guys we've seen. People talk about the Ravens game and how he got kind of exposed. And I'm like, well, you got you know your front runner right now is Josh Allen. He got exposed by the Jags. So I mean, oh my goodness, you want to lose to a playoff team like the Ravens, or you want to lose to the Jags? So I mean, just <laughs> take what you want, man. Herbert, Herbert deserves to be in that conversation, and honestly, and another guy like Jonathan Taylor deserves that to be that, but they never will because of the, you know, the way the market and the way the fans are set up to, you know, the committee votes and everything. It's always a, a popularity contest, so we'll see yeah, how it goes. I, I didn't. I always hate the MVP voting ever since uh, I felt like JJ Watt should have won it uh, that one year. I forget who even won that MVP that year, but uh, when he had that crazy season, and when Aaron Donald, <laughs> sometimes he gets robbed all the damn time. But yeah. I digress. But yeah, I mean, I agree with you on the Herbert thing. Like, especially the fact that so many things could have gone wrong for him to not be on our team, and like just yeah. to have so much continuity at that one position for years. Yeah, we got so lucky. 
It is the luckiest thing in the world. In football. We did. If you think about it, man, look at the year before we got Herbert. We we were like what uh, twelve and four or eleven and five, something like that. We are ten and six, something like that. We we had a really good team, and we went to the playoffs, and we were supposed to be the, the, another good team next year, and we completely flunked every game. We lost like six games by a field goal. So I mean, if you think about it, if we if we win a few of those games, we're not even in the top ten picks. We don't even come close mm. to Herbert without trading up, and we don't trade up for anybody. Wow. That's so good. it's. It's it's such an it's such a weird coincidence that we got Herbert. There's so many factors that came into play for us to get him, and this and he, you know, him growing up as a Chargers fan and him being the way he was as a kid, it just it seems so like it seems like it's a movie. Sound, yeah. It doesn't seem like it's to be a reality. It seems like it's yeah. something that's fake. But I'm glad he's here, man. The kid's gonna be he's gonna be a Charger for the next 15, 20 years. Hopefully, he can pull a Brady and just be here forever and just oh man. Get, could you imagine him being here for twenty years? We not have to worry about another quarterback, dude. Just it yeah, just. Yeah, yeah. I could. I I hope that happens, man. To have you know, forty years of just quarterback success between him and Rivers, and just you know, not I'm so superstitious. I can't even appreciate that fact. I'm just gonna like day by day, you know, appreciate <laughs> him when I can. You know what I mean? We're Charger fans, man. We live one day at a time. We try to worry about next That's week. We're gonna, we're gonna die to a heart attack tomorrow. So. Man, okay, Astro could come down and destroy SoFi right now. Like that's how. Yep. Like I'm. That would be our luck. <laughs> that would be our luck. Oh, a stray yeah. asteroid hits a satellite and the debris falls on the sofa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where are we going to play now? Jeez. I think about stuff like that all the time. We just talk somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, well, Justin, this was a great podcast, man. I appreciate you for being patient with us and trying to be on here <laughs> for a while. But um, you good, man. You good. You are Carnage TTV. So I know that's a Twitch stream, I believe, yep. right? Yep. So oh, you can go ahead and plug all your social medias, whatever you would like to plug. This is your time right now. Uh, Twitter handle is the same thing as uh, obviously my gamer tag and uh, on Xbox. Um, I used to be a uh, semi-pro Call of Duty player. Uh, it's all in my bio stuff. Um, <clears throat> so uh, it's, it's uh, X Carnage X TTV. Uh, same thing across all platforms. Uh, I play Call of Duty, play PUBG, uh, Rocket League, uh, Madden. Whenever Madden's not being Madden. Um, so, I'm waiting for that new 2K Madden that that they're, they're gonna make now. I hope so, man. Uh, had, I did a bunch of the competitive Madden a few years ago and everything. I, I got into it a lot and I loved it. And that's where that's really where um, a lot of my stuff came from as far as my gaming stuff. And I got big into it. And then Madden just started, you know, making a bunch of just crazy nonsense. No one liked and started getting <laughs> out of it, man. Started transferring out the the, uh, the shooting in Jacksonville that happened a few years ago. I don't know if you guys were aware of it. Oh, yeah, but, the uh, Madden tournament. Yeah, I was I was there when it happened, so it kind of took me out of it and everything. Oh, um, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't at the actual location when it happened. I was in the tournament, but I lost, so I left. Went and visited some family um, in Jackson or out of Jacksonville. So, wow. damn. But yeah, so that kind of took me out of it. And I've been out of it ever since. So, but so this Madden does not bring good things. But uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brad, you can go ahead and plug. Where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, Twitter at 2MF and Easy. I'll be there and I do follow back, so feel free to follow. And you guys can follow me on Twitter at SugarFreeLucas. Make sure you follow Tough underscore Chargers, Tough underscore Podcast for all 32 team coverage, and Tough underscore Fantasy if you like parlays and fantasy football sleepers and sitters. So for Dustin, last time for Brad and for me, we appreciate you guys listening and you have a good night. Peace out. Bolt up. We'll